You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ad Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, and with me, the actual host, the owner and proprietor. The owner of the deed, landlord of ADD Space, the most delicious name in podcasting, at least bacon, bacon, egg. Hello. And with us today is our consensual hostage, Justin from the Three Fifths Podcast. Justin of his own volition. That's his full name. Yeah, I'm not sure the words consensual and hostage uh, go together. One of those words describes my situation here. Um, in... But yeah, I'm here. Uh, I've pleaded with uh, the gods of Chrome and my laptop, and they have decided that uh, no, I don't get to. I don't get to use my camera today. Uh, I had to sacrifice. Uh, gave gave a little bit of blood just for my mixer to work. So it's an adventure today. It's been an adventure with my laptop today. Okay. So we've got your we've got your placeholder, which is fun. Um. Well. Welcome, Justin. And also, in in this age of um multiple views and all this multiple levels of consent, there is such thing as a consensual hostage of their own volition it might be what we're all into and it's something that we're sharing with the audience through our podcast but that's neither here nor there we have housekeeping we have names to follow twitters to follow patreons things like that just so that we can get it out of the way because i tend to end the show abruptly and um i'm not really going to stop doing that so if you are listening you can follow the show the entire suite of Unreasonable Friday shows, including some new shows that are under the under the hood. Twitter.com backslash unfridays. That's twitter.com backslash UN Fridays, like United Nation Fridays, UN Fridays. If you like bacon, bacon, I have it here on Twitter. B4C0N. Z-I-L-L-A. That is. B4C0NCILLA. Find bacon. Justin. You LJ90. LJ is an L J A Y ninety. On Twitter. And we do have a Patreon. Is it LJ four ninety or ninety? It's LJ ninety. I don't know why I always want to put the four in there. It's all the numbers from your own Twitter handle, but that's neither here nor there. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com uh, on Fridays. I don't know what Patreons are. Um, it's where people donate to mostly keep the lights on. Um, we don't we don't have lavish salaries here. We keep the lights on. We keep the internet. We keep the content on the internet. That's, that's pretty much it. That's all. What we are going to start doing Invalid. is reading patrons names because i actually kind of think that's sweet 
and making we up, should uh, make patrons names also i'm going to um tell everyone a little bit about every patron our top patrons will give share a share a small completely original completely accurate 100 percent completely factual narrative about our patrons and uh yeah i think uh i think we've got all the business out of the way all right let's go now this is justin this is justin's here i feel like this final fantasy <laughs> so before we get to the final Under normal circumstances it would be um but the patch came out two days ago no yesterday i'm sorry today is wednesday the patch came out yesterday sounds like it's been a week yeah like like it, it has been 36 hours sure, i'm just gonna say 36 hours since the patch was released oh i know there's no mm-hmm yeah, there's no way we can give you a, a, our comprehensive, in-depth thoughts on it. Uh, I just started the story. Story good. Um, new quality of life changes. Those are good. They completely changed gathering for uh, collectibles. Super easy now. Um, that's all I got for you. Like, I haven't even touched the new trials. I haven't touched the raid. I did the new dungeon. It's diabolical. Um, and I'm 90% sure they reused assets from Super Mario RPG. They did. So that's that was... Okay, so I wasn't tripping because I'm like, I hear these bounce noises. This is Mario RPG jump noises. Like, I know what I hear. I know my favorite Super Nintendo game sounds. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's good. I mean, it's Final Fantasy patch. We'll give you more stuff on it uh, next time we record and talk about it. But that's not why I'm here today. I can tell you my shit isn't selling and I'm pissed off about it because of bots and undercutters. Ooh, you got a scalping problem in that shit? Oh, oh shit. No. Some asshole undercut me by 50%. When I say 50%, I was selling something for 1.5 million gil. Mm. And they undercut me by 50. 50%. Mm. Should we find this person and box their ears? Because they're that that person uh, it, is literally because trying in to this take world of Final Fantasy, the way the yeah right. Uh, so there there there's there's two things happening, right? Like there's people that are being so short said, like, oh my gosh, I got to sell this stuff. When anytime a new patch comes out, anytime new crafting recipes come out, whatever you put on the board for new is going to sell because everybody wants the new stuff for the new raids that just came out, especially since they dropped the Savage and EX same day this time. And Titan and Real just dropped, so everybody wants to get the new gear. It's gonna sell it whatever you put it at because these people are thirsty. You've all seen the Denzel quit from Malcolm X. That brother starving. They starving out here. That brother starving. You don't have to undercut. If you see someone selling for two mil, what does that mean? You do. You sell for two mil. It is an unspoken agreement, a gentleman's agreement, if you it's will. Not, all. It's not even just that. When who like if you post something on the market board at the same price as the person who's like whose name shows up at the top of the market board yours shows above theirs you don't have to undercut by anything you just have to be the most recent person to put it on the board at that price the only reason to undercut is if you are just so short-sighted and not you know, properly processing the environment, or if, as Bacon alluded to, you're trying to tank the economy, so everything is cheap. Right, so the One reason why the... people would do that is there are people who are, um, I've been calling them bot tycoons. So essentially they have a lot of money. Money doesn't mean anything to them. So what they're doing is they're tanking the market board so nobody else can make money. 
and they use bots. They use a lot of bots to like gather and just craft stuff and then spam the market board and repeatedly go on there. Um, almost there's a lot of names that are already like like there's a lot of like confirmed botters and Squeenix hasn't done anything about them and it's really a huge problem. For all the the vigilance that Squeenix has on real money transfers and people subverting the game. Um, in the terms of service, they're they're actually they put out a report every day on everyone that they've banned from the game. Um, they've let this slide. I don't think they see their economy tanking as a bad thing. Like, what well, one of the I don't know I've, one of the consequences of them making crafting infinitely more accessible was if everybody can craft, everybody can make money, and then you got people that don't understand how the market works, and it inadvertently tanks the market. And Squeenix was like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine." Well, and that wouldn't even be such an issue because, like I said, there is like, you know, there's still supply and demand stuff. And but what ha the issue is, is when you have botters doing it, because botters are using third party software, which is against the um, terms of service to break the economy. All of this is against the terms of service. Like this isn't this isn't like using something within the system to break it this is using stuff with outside the system to break it so nobody can get ahead or get anything and it gets really bad um the only the there's like a few things that regardless of like the demand is so high that you can't really like tank it because they're in constant demand which is like airship supply stuff because you literally need like you need thousands of mats for these airships and like submarines to craft them like literal thousands so like you can't really tank the market board on that because they're always being bought <laughs> but when it comes to stuff like gear or whatnot all at some point it makes it to where there's no point in crafting to like there's almost no point in crafting stuff because it, it the price is just going to tank like the the work gets to where um it gets to the point where the amount of work you put in to craft the item cuz they make really hard to craft recipes like like i was sitting here it took me like 2 to 3 hours to fix my macros and then get everything right so i could like make sure that everything was you know good to go and um like they're they are they're really difficult to craft and then just seeing your stuff like super tanked in an hour like the amount of work you have to put in to do it doesn't equal the cost and it's super discouraging which again is a detriment to gameplay which is why something needs to be done about it because this is going to keep people from actually crafting and using the crafting system It's super great. I'm not really upset and annoyed. <laughs> I'm just anti-scalper as part of the culture. So I don't know exactly what well, you're talking about. But if Well, scalpers inflate prices. These people are dropping prices. Yeah. There's um, economic saboteurs. Yes. Either way. Yeah. Yes. Then I'd like to box their ears on principle. 
that's my particular take from the layperson way like, on the outside. I'm checking my prices right now. Somebody literally undercut me by four hundred thousand. <laughs> I was selling it for like a for million. no reason. Sorry, five hundred thousand because I was selling it at a million, and then they dropped it to five hundred thousand. That's unacceptable. No, no reason. I'm trying to um, give this the time before I go into um, next-gen console scalping issues. Um, the infinite scammery. But I don't want to. I don't want to I don't want to undercut you talking about Final Fantasy. But I certainly do want to talk about the man who got. A I see what you did there. I do want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but I do want to talk about the man in England who got a brick from eBay. No, Utah. No, no, no. They're doing the Fast and the Furious thing in in England. There, uh, man in Utah got a brick right. on eBay. He got a PlayStation Five. It was a, it was a, um, it was a brick. Literal brick. A literal. A cinder block. <laughs> cinder block is funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> like. Like, I'm not going to lie. There's a certain amount of effort that goes into it when someone doesn't send you a brick or a pile of bricks, but in fact, they cinder block. Like, they're sending you a message. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you repeat like, you just said? Because it, like, it was one of those things that hit that level of excuse me where it just, like, went completely over. Um, he paid 900 Let's see. Let's see if we can find the exact story here so we can go into it let's see where's this brick man's fucking where's the story of this brick man now let's go with the first link here ah there we go um yep ep yep but rather than is he in Orem, Utah, a, the Orem, Utah-based man thought he managed to obtain one of the sought-after consoles by paying well above its retail value. But rather than getting the console after winning the eBay listing, a 38-year-old victim claimed he received a PS5 box receiving a chunk of concrete. So he paid $900 to get a cinder block. And, um, yeah, scalpers must be stopped. I am, um, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm, I'm particularly in a, between a rock and a hard place because I, I paid the scalpers, but I paid the high end merchant vessel that stock X. <laughs> so it's like, it's very much, it's very much assassins in suits and, and hors d'oeuvres at the door and champagne while you wait for scalpers to provide you with a genuine item marked up and they charge you more. To confirm that it's not a cinder block, but the entire process starts from scalping, but it's such high-end, classy scalping, where once you produce the money, you are then given white glove service right up until the moment of delivery. But it is still scalping, just the best possible scalping, from a place where you're supposed to be getting sneakers. I, I Okay, so... I, this was my confusion. I was like, since when do they sell consoles? Right. It's new. <laughs> it's 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 an it's an since StockX and Forex and and all the the hype beast scalper 
mechanisms realized, wait a second, we can expand from the world of fashion. Hypebeast exists in every subculture. Let's tackle gaming next. Right. The worst thing is that they're the best scalper. <laughs> that's the that's the worst um, part about it. Like I said, I paid extra. I'm not talking about much I paid, but I paid extra to confirm. So it's like as soon as you pay the scalper, it's like they sit you down and they give you champagne. They give you hors d'oeuvres. They go, all right, your item is being sent to a StockX authentication facility for full authentication. If anything is wrong, we will give you a full refund. Please stand by. Then you can track it. We've been received. Hello. It's been received at our StockX authentication facility. Authenticating now. Hello, Mr. Freeman. Yes, your item has been confirmed. You'll be sending it on the 8th of December. And it's so prompt that that shit was already in fucking Texas, like on the 8th when I got the email that it was in transit. I was like, dude, did you just beam it here? <laughs> so it's like, I don't know what to say. They're the best scalpers I've ever seen, but they're still scalpers. It's like a merchant vessel. Like I said, it's like all these items are great. They're marked up, but they're pristine. And everyone who used to own them is probably dead. But it's great on this vessel. <laughs> the wine is nice. You assassins are smell really good. It's so, like this. Uh, what? Jared just said StockX is moving NVIDIA 390s and AMD yes, high yes, end cards. Yes, they are. <laughs> Yes, they are. And they had the unmitigated they had the unmitigated call. They emailed me. They said, Hey, so we're selling next gen consoles. Join the raffle. Bid one dollar and you can win a console for a dollar. And I'm like, You motherfucker. <laughs> I swear to God, if I could see them, give my fucking Xbox. Give me the fucking thing. But I'm fine though. That is hysterical. I'm fine. Anywho, it'll be here tomorrow. I'm waiting on my next console. Um, I like all, all of this. All of this is why I'm waiting. Here's the deal. If you want a PlayStation 5, the markup is so substantial. Like, I got an Xbox. There was a period of time when the markup went real down close, very much close to market value. Like, it was like $100 more than market value. So I was like, okay, thanks, culture, for focusing on one console over the other by such an extreme degree. And then I got it then. PlayStation's been a thousand bucks the whole time. <laughs> PlayStation 5 has been a thousand bucks straight since it came out, straight through Black Friday, straight through Thanksgiving, careening into Christmas. That shit's been a thousand dollars straight. If I wanted a PlayStation 5, I don't know what the fuck. I know, I'm waiting. <laughs> On PlayStation 5, you gotta wait. <laughs> to bring this back to Final Fantasy 14. If the price is set at a thousand, why would I undercut that? Everybody's clearly buying it for a thousand. Let me just put my offering out there at a thousand and it'll sell when it sells. I don't have to undercut. I just don't. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? The worst part is, is the person who just undercut me by 500,000 by the name alone, I know it's a bot. <laughs> it, it it's it's lisa with like two three a's at the end of it and i'm like that's a bot that retainer is a bot fuck my life so like when i see that i just like you know what i'm not gonna lower the price <laughs> i'm just not either on gp i'm on just gp i'm just not gonna lower the price i'm just gonna leave it on there and if like 
if the prices don't even out by this evening or because what happened yesterday is like all the super cheap ones just got bought and then the high-end ones were still there and i was selling stuff like yesterday evening by that um i guess the botters are on east coast time uh <laughs> so i was just like oh i like one of my stuff sold by for, by like for like 1.5 million awesome so i'm not i'm not gonna worry about i'm just gonna reset like my price point in the mornings and just go from there because the market board is so unstable right now it's disgusting and again this wouldn't be an issue if it didn't take a shit ton of work to do these but they take a shit ton of work Mm-hmm. i literally gathered all day yesterday literally and it i used i used up all the mats all of them i am matless i have no mats bacon had me out in the fields literally picking cotton um so they could be in the big house okay you can stop that bullshit right now because i was both <laughs> in the fields and in the house so let's not play that <laughs> You were in the field for one cycle. I saw you out there for one cycle. I was no, out. I, I was, was out there. I was out there. I was back and forth. Every time I ran out of mats, I went back out for more because the prices on the board. When by the time, so basically, I was the second shift of crafting, and um, because uh, I just I was up until like midnight making sure I was like I had everything prepared for the patch because like I had like a shit ton of stuff I had to do last week. So I was not sleeping for three hours when I have the flu. Um, that's just, and my cat woke me up at five per usual and I had my, I got my coffee. I made sure I was wearing my comfy pajamas and <laughs> I sat at the computer, logged in and started gathering. So like that was basically second shift. So I started gathering. I got that whole first, my whole first wave of that first set of crafting was all my materials that I gathered. And all of my allegory. And then I used that up. And then I got to use the spare materials that were left over because Violet was just like, I'm taking a break. And I'm like, that's fine. So I used up those. And I went out gathering again. And I think I stopped gathering and crafting around 6 o'clock last night. So I was from like 5.30 in the morning to about 6.30 in the evening yesterday. Crafting. Crafting. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's fine. It. We made thirty-two million dollars, though. Like, I just want to reiterate, we made thirty-two mil. We made like, we made more than that. I have stuff I haven't put in. I'm I'm literally I'm I'm literally sitting on like eight nine mil right now, and see, then I have yeah. I have eleven mil on the board. I'm I'm not trying to put your business out there in the streets. What the people know is, nigga, nigga, I literally don't care. <laughs> Every time I'm like, I'm doing okay. People are like, oh, I have fifteen million in the bank, and I'm like, I need you to shut up. <laughs> As I'm being undercut by 50% right now, like, I'm going to need you to shut up. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a very fair question. Is if Justin's not here for Final Fantasy, then what, what's going on? Then what am I, what's, what's happening here? I feel like there's something here that I'm missing. There's something here I don't know about. There was something. Well, okay. So, there is something. Um, it's a panoramic outside so you know people are in more and one of the things that i have gotten back into uh 
now that my Animal Crossing villagers have all shamed me and my house with spiders and cobwebs. Um, the other thing that I've gotten back into is Yu-Gi-Oh! And I am shocked, one, at how much the game has changed since the last 15 years when I first touched it in high school. I was like, holy crap, what the fuck is all of this? Um, but I was talking with Bacon and, you know, we figured we could make a topic out of it. The game itself, like just compared to its contemporaries in the uh, tabletop card playing game genre, yo, it is incredibly accessible to get into and accessible to new people. And, okay, so the real reason this happened is one of my homeboys, Brandon, keeps beating my ass in Pokemon, and I'll accept that, because to be good competitively at Pokemon, there's a lot of min-maxing and hunting, specific hunting for traits you have to do that I really don't care about doing, so okay, cool. I'm fine with getting my ass beaten Pokemon. There's a level of investment that I acknowledge you have to do, and I acknowledge that I really just don't feel like doing. That's cool. I can accept that L. But we were talking, and he said he was also interested in you, and I was like, okay, you're not going to hold me like you do in Pokemon. Like, it's, it's, it's just not going to happen. So we both got Yu-Gi-Oh! on the Switch. I put together what I thought was a competent Blue Eyes deck. And he showed up with Evil Swarms doing all sorts of shit I'd never seen before. And I'm like, oh, okay. Clearly, I need to learn. I need to re-educate myself. The, the shit I did at 15 doesn't work now. 34 years old. Blue Eyes are nothing. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, well, no, apparently the new way to play Blue Eyes is put them in the graveyard that's a new way to, to like i'm, I'm yeah. not even kidding i actually put together a, a new blue eyes deck the whole purpose of it is just send it to the graveyard and bring yeah. out the better stuff and i'm like oh oh but i learned all of that because in my research and i don't know if this is just my own personal bubble and my personal filters that i've set up in my personal life but uh the ukc has been taken over by hood niggas and like yeah. that was the most pleasant surprise no listen Hood niggers do Yu-Gi-Oh! And I mean, like, everything Yu-Gi-Oh! And everything Pokemon. So, like, even, like, competitive, like, shield, like, sword and shield folks, those are hood niggers. <laughs> like, they're all... I love hood nerds! <laughs> and so, as I'm, as I'm like, researching, I'm like, okay, cool, what, what, what is the new... I don't want to go meta because I feel like that's just that just cheapens it. I want to see like what's out there, what new concepts are out there, and then I'll build something around that. One of the people I came across, this YouTuber, D D P Y G O, all he does is he does two minute videos on explaining cards. But the way he does it is he'll put in clips of classic Eddie Murphy stand up, stand up, freestyle battles. And I was like, oh, my people have arrived. Like, I understand all these references that you're making. Like, half your audience probably doesn't get it, but I do. And now we've made that connection. This is a brilliant marketing strategy, young man. I appreciate this. I salute this. And as I get further down this rabbit hole, I'm like, holy shit, all the people that I'm looking up on this are like, okay, we're amongst friends. We can talk freely. We can discuss these things. For a while, the Black Nerd space was occupied by, I will be generous and say, white adjacent Black people. Right, like their whole their, their their whole get down was I'm black, but I'm not too black, right? That's just what the get down was. 
whether that was them performing to get on or whether that was just the real personality, it is what it is. So to me, it was a pleasant surprise to see a bunch of people that have a similar background to myself, uh, as my wife tells me, um, and I'm slowly coming to realize I have black Air Force energy. Um, seeing a bunch of black Air Force N-words breaking down the concepts, core concepts of Yu-Gi-Oh! I was like, my tribe, I, I'm, I'm home. This is this is warming my little heart. I didn't know that yeah. was a thing. I oh no, we lost thing. Justin. No, Justin, come back. Maybe it was Justin in the come middle of we lost back. Justin in the middle of his own segment. I know we lost him in the middle of his own segment. We need to pray for this. We need to pray to the segment gods. Oh, we're gonna have to return this. We'll have to return here. We'll have to. Um, or, um... <laughs> he got covered the Black Air Force, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh conspiracy, and everything. Crash. That was that was that that. <laughs> That's what Jared's saying, and you know what? I think I have to agree. Well, um, until Justin's returned safely, we will not mention Yu-Gi-Oh on this mm-hmm. podcast anymore. Anyway. Oh, oh he survived. Yes, the conspiracy didn't get him. Wait, wait, no, hold on. Who is this? Wait, did is it? Oh wait, <laughs> uh, Mr. Jimothy just said, "Did Hotep Kaiba take him out because he was spitting too much real death?" <laughs> he survived. Wait, did he? He might not. He, no, they took him back. He tried to crawl out from the spaces and he got taken. Holy awesome. baby! I didn't know that was a thing. I knew. Um, Pokemon was a, I didn't do Pokemon. I knew Pokemon's resurgence was a thing. Which also, by the way, if you have any any information, because I've had so many parents asking me about how to get Pokemon cards for their kids. That is so cute. Right. And I'm like, I don't know shit about it, but I do know lots and lots and lots of niggas. So if you know anything about getting po- um, Pokemon cards in 2020. Um, please uh, hit me up on Twitter. That's uh, ANS Freeman, or you can email uh, Freeman at um, unfpodcast.com. I need to know. Um, I need to know exactly how and why we're getting. Ooh, I'm supposed to be getting Pokemon cards, so I can put these parents on rails because everyone's like, "How do I get Pokemon cards? My kids are supposed to Pokemon. I get Pokemon." I don't know, but you guys do. Please assist. So Jared- so Jared's saying uh, local comic book stores will have might have them. Um, so what you might want to do then is just like let them know to contact. Even though like it's a pandemic and you can't really go into most comic book stores, a lot of comic book stores still have. Um, they make a lot of money like doing internet shit. Right. Uh, so they might be able to uh, provide that direction, or you can order through them, and then they'll ship to you. Um, and if they don't, they're just assholes and uh, find a different one. <laughs> totally noted. Um, but that's why I know. Oh, well, that was sad. Uh, d- it's okay. You, we just figured that um, uh, assassins came, like Hotep Kaiba assassins came to stop you. Hilarious. Realness. Well, okay. So hold on. Where where did I cut off at? Oh Lord. I don't know. So much okay. <laughs> well then, um, the TLDR version, 
my sh- me and my shit talking friend. He was kicking my ass in Pokemon, um, and that's fine. Like I, I, I think I think I, I hadn't disappeared by then. Like to be good, to be good competitively at Pokemon, like it requires a certain set of min maxing and hunting. And I'm like, cool, I'm not gonna do that. Yu-Gi-Oh, however, that's relatively easy. I know what I want to build. I know what cards I need. And the games make it super easy to do that. It's a bit of a grind, but it's not, you know, a random number generator of success, right? Except I did get hoed. And then I was like, okay, cool. So how do I get, how do I get good? Like, what, what, what new things do I need to learn? And my rabbit hole of learning on how to get good, YouTube, all, like, nothing but, but black folks. <laughs> like, nothing. But black folks, and I don't know. Again, that could just be me and my personal, my my personal bubble, my filters, my the way I've curated my spaces that it already knew Listen, what I I'm wanted not, to see. I'm gonna say no on that one strictly because of the way YouTube works. Uh, because regardless of how your settings are in YouTube, if you're trying to find any black content, it literally gives you the opposite. Well, see, that's the thing. I wasn't even looking explicitly for black content. I was just like, okay, cool. I just, I just need someone to show me what's new in Yu-Gi-Oh! And black people. Like, the, the, the top YouTubers, the top Yu-Gi-Oh! YouTubers, all black. Yeah, right? no, that's, like, not, that's not by coincidence. That's the top black, and the top and, YouTubers for Yu-Gi-Oh! are black. Why do you, have you not and, noticed the Yu-Gi-Oh! nigga memes? They're everywhere. See, I thought I didn't realize that the memes are reality. I didn't realize. No, so that warms are- my little black Air Force heart because it's like, okay, we're amongst friends. Like, did I get to this part or was I cut out by this part? When I said we're amongst friends, we can talk freely. That's literally talk- where you got cut out. Right. Okay. It's probably <laughs> for the best then. We're amongst friends. We can talk freely. Um, black nerd spaces in the beginning were popularized by black people whose whole get down was they're white adjacent, right? The whole get down was I'm black, but I'm not too black, right? Whether that was their actual personality or whether that was their performance to get on, whatever, that's what the get down was. There has been a shift where black people are starting to embrace more of their fuller selves and just not perform and put on for the camera. And it was comforting to me to see that the Yu-Gi-Oh! scene has been taken over by black dudes that are just like, yeah, whatever, it's, it's, I'm me. You're gonna get you're gonna get me at my fullest, right? You you either gonna uh, you either rock with me for me or you rock with me for what I put out, but I'm not changing for anybody. And that was comforting for me to see, especially someone who has seen how the space started and where we are now. Like that, that that was cool to me. And so Baker and I were talking about it, and we think, or I think, and they confirmed that that is because as a game, Yu-Gi-Oh! is relatively easy and accessible to get into, right? Like, even if you don't want to put money into the real cards, they have official tournaments for the games they put out, and the games are relatively cheap, right? Like, the the game on the Switch, I got the... Well, that was a Christmas gift to me, but Brandon was able to get it for, like, 20 bucks. And it's the their whole card library from everything that's been released from the beginning to March 2020. I think that's when the update came out. And you don't have to put any additional money into the game. Like, if you want other cards, just play the game and you'll get the cards. And Nintendo, Konami, they're all really good about having tournaments around 
the video game and the card game. So it's like, cool, I don't have the money to spend on physical cards. I can always participate competitively in this other space too with a less with less of a financial investment. So that's one level of accessibility. The other one is it's just a re like relatively, it's simple to play. Like it's real easy to play. One thing that, cause when I was a kid, I did want to get into magic, but my nine-year-old brain could not wrap around the magic rule set. I'm like, the fuck do you mean tap for mana? What does that mean? Right? Um, what the fuck does tap for mana mean? <laughs> but Yu-Gi-Oh, this shit's real simple. Monster, attack, here's a trap, game. I'm like, okay, it's actually relatively simple. Like, I get it. Um, the, the interesting thing, so, okay, like, I've been a nerd forever, and I've been a nerd in a way to where, like, I, I didn't even actually know I was a nerd until... I was like in my early 20s and my coworkers who were like 10 years older than me are like, Bacon, you were the nerdiest person I've ever met in my entire life. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because nobody had ever called me a nerd. Ever. Up until I was like 2021. 20, and they're like, you are really nerdy. Um, so like every like all the black people that I did know were also nerds. My dad is a nerd. My dad is a huge dork and um like even even like you know friends of mine like like their friends and even now like black like just lots of black folks who are nerds but what i did find you know especially even with like you know folks from the hood is that they never gave up being a nerd they just didn't talk about it it was like it was like if you had like it, it was like it was part of the code switching like there, there it was like a tri level of code switching. Like here's how I am around white people. Here's how I am around my people. Here's how I am with like my little group of dorks. If that makes right. sense. Right, and, and and even the the level of code switching there, it's not too much code switching as it is just changing the topics of conversation. Right, like as you're sure. saying that, it 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 hits me. My dad was into Star Wars, Star Trek, and that. Like, I started reading comic books because of my dad's X-Men comic collection. My addiction to high fantasy is literally because of my dad. I would just steal his, I would just steal his books. Like, my entire huge addiction is fantasy and science fiction is directly from my father. And then, of course, my mom also has, my mom also really likes high fantasy, but, like, like where it gets into like the romance stuff, like that I that that my mom and I share. Although she gets into super smutty territories where I'm just like, I like I blush. <laughs> so like that one's actually funny. Cause like if you're if you use a nook and you know you have your nook friends, you can see um what other you can see the titles of what your nook friends are reading. And the titles were enough to make me just go like. And not just because my mom was reading them. I was just like, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, they just didn't. It, it was it just wasn't something that, like, hood niggas would talk about in, like, mixed company. Like, it was fine if it was around your friends. And sometimes, like, their friends would just be like, haha, you're a dork. But, you know, what? it didn't fucking matter. But, like, well, they so that, that, that was my high school experience. And I guess I, watching... Because anytime the black nerd topic would come up on Twitter, it was always a certain type of black nerd that never really let go of the quote unquote trauma. Well, not quote unquote, the trauma that they experienced in high school. Um, I hear 
that and I'm like, yo, that wasn't my experience though. And again, maybe this is because my bubble, what, I, what happened, my high school, we graduated, like our, we had 10 black people in my graduating class. So there weren't a lot of us. So we all just clung together out of necessity. So like I could show up in a t in a Roroni Kitchen t-shirt with like the fight with him and like the, it's actually a pretty dope t-shirt. Like the t-shirt was all the panels of him versus Saito on the oh, front. That's, that's and then the, like every other panel was colored. Like it was a really dope ass shirt, but you know, still like if you don't get the reference, it's like, yo, what is this shit? So I came, I thought it was the cleanest shirt. I came to school one day with that shirt and I was like, yo, that shit is whack. What are you doing? And then that was the end of it. Right. Like it wasn't this whole thing of I was bullied. No, I got clowned for like a minute. And then it was like, actually, that shit is kind of fire. Like, I'm not gonna lie, that shit is kind of it's kind of it's kind of dope. Um now the match of Nike used to go with it. Like you couldn't tell me shit. But like that was my experience. So I'm realizing that that wasn't everybody's experience and trying to reconcile that with like what I would see in the early days of content creation. It's like, yo, y'all are into the same shit that I'm into, but clearly we wouldn't hang out, right? Like no. I can tell if, if we both walked into a room, you would not hang out with me, right? Like I could hang out with you, but you'd be like, mm, you, you keep that, that Joe Budden shit over there. <laughs> um, oh God, high school Justin's favorite rapper was Joe Budden. Like I, I'm, I was, a, I was a moody, I was a moody 16 year old. And when a moody 16 year old hears 10 minutes for the first time, they're like, oh my gosh, this speaks to my angst. And it's like, mm, have you listened to it as an adult? Maybe you shouldn't be relating to that song the way you think you do, but it's so sad. Yeah. Is yeah. it? I was, is it? I was heavy into punk music and I tried really hard to get into like the goth scene at the time. Cause like I don't know what the fuck it is like about the desert, but the desert is like goth country. Hundred and like a hundred and ten degrees outside, you got goths outside with like black parasols and like dressed all black head to toe. I don't, I I don't know. Um, but then I realized like my personality just didn't fit in that area whatsoever and i'm also a little a little too angry um but the punk scene has always fit me it's also very political <laughs> which people hate so that's kind of where my group was um high school was a trip man <laughs> yeah i high school was a trip it happened um uh, i wish more people could properly address and process the things that happened to them when they were literal children and not use those to extrapolate on what would happen to them as whole ass adults. Um, you know, people also don't process the things that happen to them as adults. So that is hundred percent valid. I, sh I should learn to extend more empathy to these people, um, but it's so they make it so hard. Oh my God. My, oh, my, ther my therapist puts it this way. Acknowledging that the person is at the best state for what they can for what they have right now, and you don't. There's a there's degrees of which you can you ha, you can deal with that or decide not to deal with that, but like, this is the best state that they are in. This is this is the best that they got right now, and you don't have to deal with that. But that's basically it. it it's actually kind of like a nice form of like peace. It's just like. I don't need to be angry at you. 
I mean, that's you are getting your dollars worth from your therapist. That was that was great. Like I'm taking a note of that. I love him. (laughs) He is fantastic. I mean, that also reminds me. I have to send him the wedding. Um. Oh yeah, Bacon and Abby got married. It was great. Like that. Now that. It's not often I get to use to America's reference when playing Final Fantasy fourteen. But the two parties, the the FC, the the guild, the free company, and the the homies from the novice network, that was a two America situation. And it was so great. Like it was amazing. Yeah. And when I say like so weddings in Final Fantasy are like full on weddings, like like we had to, pre- we actually had to do preparation work for the wedding. There's a quest that takes you through the wedding preparation work, <laughs> and, and like the wedding itself is like an hour long, even if you try to expedite it. Uh, <laughs> and like it, the funny and part, we did not. Uh, no, I was trying to. I was like, no, hit the button, hit the button. <laughs> it was just like, because like literally, I was just stuck in the dressing room while you guys were sitting down. I was just stuck in the dressing room doing nothing for 15 minutes. So, like, there's a whole thing where, like, um, you can make sure that your stuff is all ready. But, like, the the married couple, the couple getting married, like, they they have their own dressing room. And while they're in the dressing room, um, people are in the chapel, like, you know, schmoozing and talking, uh, taking screenshots, cause, like, being blue mages that are exploding. I know there was at least three blue mage explosions. <laughs> yes, we. It was deliciously extra. It was the deliciously most extra. I have ever seen. I have. I have. Um. Um. I do have the. <laughs> yeah, one of the blue mages that exploded is watching this right now. Um. I do have the video of it in my Twitch. I'm gonna actually also segment out specifically the wedding portion because we did a shit ton of raiding afterwards. But it was it was very nice, and the hot tub party, the FC hot tub party afterwards was pretty great. Your pimpsuit was hot. I was excited. Um. Yeah, like it, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and I just want to pat Bacon on the back for putting together not just the event but the guild and all these people with all these different personalities, backgrounds. And we all just came together and had a good ass time. It was great. It was really funny. Like, and, it, it, uh, it was just fun. And I've um become like a mentor in the game, which uh mentors like help like help new players or returning players figure out what the hell is going on. Um uh, they also help each other too, because there's actually different levels of mentors as well. Um and so I'm now officially like a full-fledged mentor and I've made some friends within the novice network. And so, so there's like a whole group of them there at the, that were at the wedding too. So it was it was all really great. Also, shout out to Squeenix for doing this. So like when you enter the chapel, it says "Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and all others." And I was just like, <laughs> it's the it's the little things that that the little nods, the little inclusivity nods they do. Where it's like, yo. Not everybody's on the binary. Yeah, it's a do. relatively easy thing to do to patch. Well, no, actually, it's not easy for Final Fantasy fourteen to patch anything into that <laughs> game. So the fact that they went through the effort to add literally and all others three words 
that was probably a day out of someone. Like right. that was a day for and, somebody. And they're also making a point of going through they're slowly going through all the old glamours and making them all gender. So like this patch, they dropped like nine of them, I think. And I know it like nine is a small number, but this game was built on spaghetti code. <laughs> so it they're literally so broken. They they are literally reworking chunks of the foundation, like com- not reworking, completely rebuilding chunks of the foundation with every patch. So so they had to fix a bunch of stuff to even do that because almost all of those were from Heaven's Word. So um Yeah, and they don't have to go back and do that, right? Like they could just say, okay, cool. From this point on, we'll do the inclusivity stuff. It is way too much of a headache. And you know what? I think the community that has been with the game would understand that, yes, it is a gigantic pain because when you first built the game, you built it on spaghetti, right? But they, it matters to them. And so, yeah, that's nice. Like it, it, it's, it's it, nice that they care. Yeah, and the caring part, honestly, that caring part makes me literally forgive them of so many flaws. I'm not even going to lie. I'm just like, yeah, this may be a problem. Like, the fact that we, um, that there's a huge inventory problem, and I'm just like, I don't care. (laughs) I have to pay for retainers? That's fine. Oh, God, I just, I I finally got a new retainer. And I'm like, who have I become? They're already filled. Like, they've already maxed out inventory. I'm like, who who am I? No, it's, it's fine. Um, I like people were like, oh, I can't believe I'm buying another retainer. And I'm just like, la, 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 as I'm sitting over here with max retainers, I have 10. I have 10. 10 is the max you can have. And they're all named after coffee. Also, oh, by the way, I don't know if any, if you knew this. Um, I don't, I don't, we keep drifting into Final Fantasy because it's kind of like our life right now, but, um, they dropped Zervan weapons now and they are beautiful. I can I will now, have to take a look. I will now. I I can now craft Zerbin weapons, and I could cry. They are so pretty. They're like glowy white and red, and I um, have materials for them, by the way. <laughs> oh, nice. That should. I will. I'll have to teach you up for the recipes. Um. um so you have, you have last to thing before we we we. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Uh, you have to be a specialist to craft them. So um. Okay. But I'm a specialist. I'm an alchemy, blacksmith, and goldsmith specialist, which basically I can do anything except for um, uh, dragoon and bard. Okay, so I need to switch my spec because I I have the stones where I can just like swap out. Sorry. Yeah. No, swapping out the stones is easy. Um. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. Uh, the other Aaron is saying 10 retainers, zero knees, and he is going to get thrown. I mean, I mean, you, you gotta, you, you throw from the back and the legs and the knees. I mean, so it, the knees aren't, I mean, they're assumed not seen. So there's, everyone is just. They're actually seen. What are you talking about? There's actually knee detail. I understand. It's just not a classic. Knee. It. It's not a classic knee. Yeah. It's not a classic knee. It. It's what? more of it it's is, it's it more of an it's more knee. of an avant-garde knee based on our universal understanding of the concept of the knee. But it's not a knee you can just see. No, 
it's actually a knee that you can see. Yeah. They even have like they even have kneeling emotes. I understand. The knee is there. The knee is functioning. That's, that's not a small bend. It's it's listen. It's knee. I'm not saying there is no knee there. I'm saying is that it is a, it is a unique take on the concept of the knee, which everyone should be allowed to do as a nation of no, artists. It is a full knee. All right. Retractable knee. Um, fuck all of you. <laughs> uh, before we, we, we drift off the that topic, though, um, just for my own, uh, I got to put this out there for me because my ego isn't that strong. Um, I'm up 2-1, by the way. Uh, he beat me that first time with his evil swarms. With the XZ summons, I'm like, what the fuck is an XZ's? Like, this this isn't how the game works. Uh, so, you know, came back, studied, learned that the proper place for the blue eyes is the, the graveyard. And, uh, yeah, I'm up 2-1 now. So, I feel, I, I feel good. I feel good. We need to give just Because, yes, I am that small of a person. You want to win. There's no shame in wanting to win. There's no shame in yeah. wanting to do the research. Well, if you if you do the research, it's it's to wanting to win at something that I know I'm good at, right? Like again, Pokemon. I can lose in Pokemon. I know that I'm not competitively good in Pokemon. I'll be damned if I lose at something that I know I'm good at. Like I'll be damned. Like the, the, when I did play Destiny, there was a time where like if I lost in Crucible, I'm like, okay, what the fuck just happened here? I know I'm not garbage. I know I'm not garbage. Right. I mean, so there's no shame in that. I'd say doing wanting to do the research and do the work is great. As long as you're not, as long as you're not flipping a table over, then you're fine. That that's I mean, you're not unplugging controllers. Well, okay. you, you, you 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 played spades with black people. Come on, Aaron. You you know what happens. You, I mean, I have. That's what I'm saying. Is the fact that you've gone to YouTube as opposed to the table flip is admirable. <laughs> And that's something that has no shame in having the competitive drive. It takes you into the realm of performing research. You you know what's a scary thing? What? Playing spades with your in-laws. That is a terrifying thing. Because on the one hand, I'm like, I'm not going to lose. But on the other hand, I'm like, would it be advantageous for me to not win in this situation? So, funny thing, I don't know how to play spades. I asked to learn how to play spades because I found the spade stuff and I was given a no. But we do have darts and my family went hard into darts. So I, I guess there's like, there's like that thing. Like my, like my dad actually like would do like, like professional dart stuff. And we have like a perfect, we had like professional dart boards and things like so we just throw darts so darts was apparently the thing in my household um and spades was taken off so there was no spades at, at family events but <laughs> but we did darts now i would like to know what caused this change to happen because the spade stuff is clearly there that no one will touch none of the black people with family will touch the spades Really? So I want to know what happened for the family to go from spades to darts, but nobody will say anything. That's a fair question. Like I actually like that's an that's a that's an investigative journalistic endeavor. Like no, no. What 
some questions are best left unanswered. The shift happened. Acknowledge it. And let's uh let's I just move wanna on. know. Let's I just on. like I would like to know how to play spades. And the answer is no. And the thing about it is it, well, it has to be an answer because like say, my family the youth the, my family did not teach spades for the same reason. But then it slid over to Uno, but then the same thing happened. Me and my sister still fighting each other and other kids. So I don't the spirit of spades lives on. For your family to suppress the spirit of spades means something terrible happened. Like a city was destroyed. Like something was lost forever. Like something really bad happened. For the spirit of spades to be like, no, we're gonna play darts like gentlemen. That's against our I, nature. I didn't say it was like gentlemen. Well, how bad how bad did it get? Because I know, like I said, Uno Uno is essentially is just Uno winds up like spades, especially if you're able to stack, which is the only rule Listen, set that matters. Everybody has their own dart set, custom dart set. That's all I know. My niggas fighting over it. N- no, I just know it's that serious. Oh, then, that, then that, that's what I mean. It's like if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't irritating people to the point of um, grudges being held, then. The spirit of spades is something happened. I want to know what happened. I'm not in a saying in a rush. I'm saying is that if it ever comes up, oh no! If listen, it ever comes up, I'm telling everybody. I would like to know. I would love to know what happened. Is this shit gonna be everybody's business? Right. So I learned how to play spades late in life, and I think I've only played spades twice in life. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jimmy T said I stumbled on an anime backstory. <laughs> right. Something <laughs> happened. Like there, there's there's a house that is like a crater now. There might be there might be some type of haunted land. Um, there's something. There's a particular card that's haunted. It's probably a talking card, like something like JoJo, where it's got a spirit in it. Like it's something is up. There's a grand adventure that awaits you and only you, um, because your your unique bloodline. Also, we can see you playing. I don't know if that's meant to be for the stream. Here. No, I, I literally put that up there on purpose. I was like, you know what? Let me just like prove that I'm playing <laughs> while <laughs> I'm streaming since nobody believes that I'm playing games. If you hear the camera snaps, that's because I saw something that was really cute and I had to take a screenshot. Okay. Yes. But the As sound one does. does. As one does. Yeah, no, I said like I literally said I was going to be doing gathering and crafting during well, during the stream. And that's really what I'm doing, and people can see it. it. It's super cute. I specifically don't run dungeons or anything because all the dungeons have really good music, and I want to hear the music. Yeah. So I stay out of it. But I'm going to say I just got the um, Beast Tribe mount for the uh, Katari. The little mouse people. Nice. The um. Oh my God! Thank you, Streamlabs. So I I set up an alert. Um. I know, right? I like right. Uh, Kitsune's like ain't like we can see LJ, so I just like put him over LJ. <laughs> There's the chat over LJ. There's. I didn't cover your icon. It works. <laughs> it works. So um, I did find in the mod tools that you can um, you can like send reminders, and so I made one of the reminders to drink water. All right, so it's water time. It's water time. Everybody yeah. hydrate. 
hydration break, folks. And thanks again for the hydration checks uh, yesterday. Our fearless leader made sure that everybody was hydrated because again, it was patch day. People were on doing content and uh, they reminded us, yo, drink water, hydrate. We appreciate yeah. that. So that's actually something I picked up from Diadem. So um, there's this instanced area that's part of Ishgard and rebuilding Ishgard. Um, and it's called the Diadem. And it's this instanced area that's just islands, floating islands. And you basically just gather stuff in a circle and you just like keep going in a circle and gathering. So during like when the season is on, everybody just everybody is in there for the entire like session duration because each session is like almost like two to three hours. And um, there's... You, you can slot materia into your gear. And when you have, when you've worn your gear for enough, for a long period of time and like, you know, are doing stuff like hitting rocks or hitting trees, um, there's this thing called spirit bonding and your spirit bond like slowly grows up. So when it hits a hundred percent, if, if you have materia like slotted into your gear, you can do something called extract materia. And it basically means that your materia gave birth to a brand new materia. So people would be like every, like every, every so often people would be yelling hydrate and spirit bond check. Just to like, <laughs> just be like, drink water, you nerds and check your materia. Cause that that's how you can get like getting material for crafting and gathering specifically is a pain in the fucking ass. Like it is really difficult and you need a shit ton of it. So that's also a good way to make money. If you don't care about like having like the best gear or stuff like that, you can just like sell materia. Um, but that's something I actually learned from diadem. So like every time um, I'd get a notification saying your spirit bond is at hundred percent. I would just type in spirit bond and hydration. <laughs> and that's how uh nerds take care of each other that's the title of the show they uh, i about to say that's the show title nerds taking care of each other because uh we all we got y'all we, we are all we, 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 got. Are, we got yeah it was it was really cute i it's, you know it's like stuff like that that makes me like um um the final fantasy community um, and it kind of makes up for when you get like random healers and dungeons who are just like being dicks. I'm saying this for I'm saying this both for August and uh, Gumi because they were running yesterday and they had the healer was so bad like the like all three of them were standing in the back like like the tank and the two DPS which was Gumi and Augie and they're just like the fuck are you doing healer? What are you doing? Why are you here? Um, but it's it's uh there's some greatness. That's why I like this game. All the all the nice people that I've met in it make up for that random jerk that always shows up. And it's you know what I think the the theme of today's show is? It's community. Like it's all about community and finding the community that uh that suits you and suits your needs. <laughs> uh, I just said that the that um, they tried to share their antidepressants with them. <laughs> with that healer. Um, oh, 
that is something. Speaking of community, we have a community question. That we, we have a community question. We have a community question. This is from our, our dear friend, Ebby, who is also my wife. Ebby is now my wife. That is precious. And beautiful. It's precious. Okay, what was Ebby's question? So Ebby has three questions. And they're destiny related. Ebby okay. would like to know, one, do y'all think Zavala can lay down pipe? Um, the Vanguard commander? Yeah, like I said, destiny related. Uh, and um, you mean without weeping? No. <laughs> False. Um, yes, he can. Absolutely, no. absolutely cannot. And he's a titan. I'm, Titans are all about smashing. Like him, this is not him. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. I'm positive Zavala has the correct equipment, but doesn't know how to properly utilize it. I'm saying is that his heyday is come and gone. I'm certain twenty-five-year-old Zavala. Oh yeah. I bend you over the kitchen counter with authority, like a true leader. <laughs> now, Zavala, as the current narrative sits right now, absolutely could not do it without weeping. And I don't think he would do it without extreme direction. So I don't think he would lay down the pipe. The pipe is in there. You'd have to go in there. You'd have to go and investigate yourself. Zavala doesn't, um, he's, um, his leadership has fallen by the wayside since his homie Cade got murdered and he did nothing. He's never responded since his homie got gunned down and he did, he chose to do nothing. That's been a downturn in his character and has continued to be so for years. And he's still, so, okay. still doing That's it. one thing I didn't understand in Destiny. Right. Why? Right? Like the, the whole thing with the Guardians is we're immortal space wizards. Who cares if someone tries to get revenge for what we did we're immortal space wizards who's gonna check us the um what are they gonna do kill us we just come right back right um i've always said that the death of Cade six is one of the worst written things ever in the series like it was for uh, it was essentially it was like you ever hear someone he's like it was the equivalent of someone firing a gun in a crowd to get everyone to look at the person or to move everyone it was not any actual narrative purpose because then it just simply sent it centered the idea it centered around the idea that all of a sudden someone's ghost is going to reveal itself so that you can shoot the ghost and then make the person mortal which the whole point of the ghost is that they never show themselves and they keep bringing back guardians and that's fucking annoying the only time as a matter of fact it's either guardians to die they have to go in an area so dark that the light doesn't reach them like the center of the moon or you have to nuke the area. So you can kill a guardian in a nuke. If you nuke the area from orbit, you can kill a guardian because you're going to catch the goats in the explosion. So you would, if you nuked an entire area, you'd kill like a fire team, you'd have to use a nuclear device. So, and that's established. So Cade 6 dying was bad writing to get our attention. And the rest of the writing was good, but Cade 6 got thrown into the, he was a sacrificial lamb to get our attention essentially killed all the humor in the series to let us know that they're being very serious. Hey, I don't really know how that was centered around. They just couldn't afford Nathan Fillion anymore. Wow. Like, I was actually... I was, I was still playing at that time. It didn't even make sense. No. Um, they did something similar uh, this season. Um, I actually don't know if I should be talking about this particular season. But they're playing... Fast it's Destiny spoilers. They're playing... They're playing... All right, Destiny spoilers. Um, they... Pause for spoilers. Mark for spoiler. All right. And um, they killed um, Osiris's ghost, Sakira, off screen. Oh, no. Her, her, she sacrificed herself because he was fucking around. 
Um, also, um, Aldrin, who you shot at the end of the Forsaken campaign, was brought back as a guardian, but his ghost is rigged to explode by Spider, who's at peak crime boss this season. So, there's a lot of ghosts being unusually accessible to people when ghosts are invisible and actually can fly pretty high. So, you don't find ghosts typically because they're nowhere you would find them and invisible and avoiding you. It's a pretty good way to avoid getting shot or blown up. So, yeah. I feel like they're like lantern batteries. Yes. Like they're supposed to be just in pocket dimensions that only the Green Lantern can get to. So, when Destiny 2 started and they said, cool, how do we take away the immortal space wizard? Take away the trap. I'm like, okay, that's actually pretty, this is an interesting thing to do. But you can only do that once. Right? Like, we've already cheated death. Now it's like, well, we're mortal somehow now. And it's like, okay, I guess? Because it's, it's, it's very weird narrative choice that they've decided to go down. Right. Good luck. Right. Um, they should make it. It should always be a big deal about Guardians ghosts being killed. It's always a big deal. Um, they they wasted it. It did have the benefit of setting um a, as a flashpoint for like Zavala, who um lost his ability to lay pipes somewhere around the murder of his friend Cade Six. That murder is narratively questionable, but it affected Zavala in such a degree that he's an ineffective leader and I've grown to dislike him. He's actually pseudo abusive because the only time he appears or pipes up is to yell at women doing stuff. Quite literally. Is the only time he's ever doing anything is he's yelling at Eris Morn for investigating the darkness or Anna Bray for investigating the war mind. That's the only time he's spoken up with any with his chest in two years since Forsaken, by the way. That's it. So not only Which, is Zavala is well, go on. No, it it's such a complete reversal from the version of Zavala that existed before Forsaken. Yep. I mean, the more I play Like he wasn't as good before Forsaken. Like, Destiny 2, he was, yeah, we don't have the light, but we still got to fight and struggle. He gets the light back. It's like, okay, cool. We're taking the tower back now. Lock and load, bitches. Right. Now he's just like, well, we can't risk reprisal. Why not? There's literally no consequence for what we do. Death is a minor inconvenience. Yeah. He, um... He, I mean, the failure of Vanguard leadership is a whole ass discussion in and of itself. Um, Kade died. Zavala has chosen to do nothing, quite literally nothing. Has yelled at everyone who's tried to make advancements in our own ability to deal with whatever's coming in the future or interact with it. And um, yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Next question. Next which I think question. Is a great, which is a great follow up, I think, for this. Um, if Zavala and Eris were to uh, get in, sorry. Oh yeah, do you think he'd be ready for that crazy ass heiress work he would he about to get? Absolutely not. No. No. He's not, not ready for anything. For He's really not ready for anything. Yeah. Well damn. No, no, He's either. literally not ready for anything. Mm-mm. No, the 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 great the great intergalactic purveyor of butters and lotions that is Eris Morn. No, no. No, absolutely not. No, he she knows she knows too much. She's been too many places. Definitely not. No. 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 Um, and three. Mm-hmm. 
Would you save Glint and Crow from the spider, or are y'all still mad at him over Cade 6, even though he is a new person the light chose him? Um, I don't have issue with um the crow, because we actually, I mean, I don't know. He doesn't know anything, so I can't. If, if, if we live in a world where every odd corpse might be brought back, given superpowers with no recollection of who they are, then how can I get mad at the corpse being reanimated? Like, we are magical zombies. The best zombies ever made. But still zombies nonetheless. So, um, unless you... There's no reason for me to be mad at a reanimated corpse. I can't. The corpse doesn't know. The corpse doesn't know. So also, the light choosing him means nothing. The light is um, but the art the. There's a funny thing about the there's a, there's a funny thing about the lore around Aldrin coming back. Originally, he was brought back. I forgot the name of the ghost that brought him back. It was named like Pork Bun or something like that. Let me look. It wasn't the, it wasn't Glint. There was a ship that had lore that explained that the ghost that brought him back was actually childlike kind of like Pinocchio like it was like a kind of a very a little bit of a dense a very joyful very hopeful ghost childlike ghost brought him back and it brought him back and every guardian knew who he was so every guardian hated him so he never took off his helmet and his exchanges were of a deeply saddened man who was hated and did not know why and his childlike ghost telling him to be happy and you can do it the whole time that dynamic, that cat, that ghost glint that's with him in the DLC is not the ghost from the lore it's in the game about him being brought back. The reason why he was brought back is because the ghost that brought him back is a bit of a ninny. And the ghost was just like looking around and it was like this one. Ding, and then brought him back. And everything's hard for him, but the ghost is very hopeful. That's the dynamic. They removed all that and just kind of stuck him with spider and it makes sense because the only bit of lore that connects this season to when the ghost brought him back in Forsaken is this one ship's lore, this one holiday event ship lore. So it's like if you remove that, then the story continues very neatly. But it's weird that they put that lore up and then they ignored it completely because it would have been funny having miserable, moody crow, um, spider, and then essentially a very happy 12-year-old ghost. <laughs> talking to each other that would have been funny um none of that happened this season um so it's weird that they even that the lore around Aldrin changed very strange but yes i would i have no i don't care about crow he's he's already Aldrin died somebody shot him i don't know who it was some nigga shot him he deserved it then he died now he's good i mean it it sounds like what you're saying is being free of Activision has not stopped the creative inconsistencies oh, no, 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 in no, no, the no. Destiny world. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it sticks out because this is it. Destiny is the Destiny in terms of its narrative is the best it's ever been by a mile. Since Forsaken going through Shadowkeep, it's been very wildly consistent. That's why I notice it because I was because it's strange and it's unlike them since Forsaken or so. They've been the narrative for Destiny has been top-notch, and it's been being told in a very interesting way, a combination of lore and items and in-game storytelling and visual storytelling. 
especially now since Beyond Light is effectively Destiny 3. It's actually really good. Like Destiny's story is actually rather riveting and they're just following it. They're not trying to obfuscate it. They're just like, this is the story. We will continue telling you this story. They're not trying to get cute. So it's actually the best the story has ever been, which is why this omission is so strange because it's the singular omission from a story that's actually really, really well contained and aware of itself in a way Destiny 2 Year 1 was not at all. But all that to say, Aldrin's dead. Uh, the crow is alive, and um, um, I'm waiting for Sting to see the crow and then steal that gimmick too. That's all. I love Destiny, so like I love Destiny shit talk. Right. Problem is, it's like that the thing is, the thing about Destiny is that Bungie's been doing really, really well. And also another thing is that like a lot of the shit talk around Destiny is just like. I, t- I, I don't like I don't know where to say this but like Destiny is a double A game now it ain't what it isn't what it was when Activision was pouring 500 million dollars a year on top of this project Destiny is just a double A game now and as a double A game it's really good it's much it's great but if you're expecting what you got back when Activision was tag teaming and they had the use of four and five satellite studios we're never going to get that again it's a double a game destiny 2 is a double a game and a very ambitious one and they're doing pretty good especially double a game being developed at home they're doing pretty good so it's warframe uh it's closer to warframe than it's ever been yeah in terms of cohesiveness yeah it's a much it's a much smaller tighter game yeah some people don't like it but Again, smaller game. I, I do have to say that it, this does also. There's a lot of stuff that does really show that it wasn't Activision that was made forcing some of these decisions. Oh no! The pro, the thing about Activision was Activision was giving them the money to create money to have a AAA game of this scale. So I'm not even saying Activision was like doing one wing or the other. I'm saying Activision was footing the bill. For mm-hmm. them to have a DLC that was produced by four different teams. <laughs> We're right. not going to. So now it's like Destiny's a much smaller game now. And it's working. It's better for it. It's much better for it. And whatever dumb decisions Bungie has made when the game first came out, they've they've definitely turned the corner on it. And I say that because there's always people always complaining about Destiny, but the talking points are now officially almost entirely either old or selfish almost all of them so if we're gonna complain about destiny we now need new talking points and that's all i'm saying if you're listening to this i'm challenging you to come up with new complaints about destiny 2 that's it you ain't got to do it now it's your new year's resolution you got a whole year we're still going to be trapped in the house whole year new complaints that's all everyone new complaints pulled pork is the ghost thank you aaron babb Pulled Pork was the name of the ghost. He was an absolute goofball who randomly revived Aldrin and is like, you can do it. Merry Christmas. And everyone's like throwing rocks at him and shit because everybody knows he killed Cade except him. He's the only nigga that doesn't know. And Pulled Pork doesn't know. That's why he revived him. That's the point. That would have been fun. I don't know who the fuck Glint is. Nobody knows who the fuck Glint is. He ain't a child and he ain't funny. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, are there any questions? Any other more questions? No, I just looked at the market boards and decided to cry. Oh, I'm sorry. That'll happen. That'll happen. By the way, price of one of the earrings down to 300k from um 600k. It was a million this afternoon. 
Because I just because I just checked because I'm like at some point I'm probably gonna want to craft. Let me see what the markets look like now. Oh wow, equipment's still going for a million uh, a drop. That's neat. It depends. Are down to one k. It it depends on it depends on the equipment. Um, uh, healer yeah. healer gear is tanked. Well, healer gear is tanked. Well, I looked at healer gear specifically because you were saying it was selling like it was selling like crack, and I was like, these look like 1980s crack prices. Mm-hmm. Well, it goes it in, like it, with crack. It goes with wave. It goes in waves. So, like once everybody has their healing gear, it just kind of builds up, and then people just drastically undercut each other, and like they don't switch to DPS, which is really where like everybody else is. Like, there's four DPS classes. There's four aiming classes. The aiming gear is going to sell. So, people are... So, much like crack in the 80s, instead of diversifying, people wanted to sell that one thing because they knew that one thing was popping. And violence ensued. Yeah, so it's just a... Okay, so it's just really a combination of just, like, people not understanding economics, which is something i'm finding out every day um so people not understanding economics and people being malicious so like it, it it's between those two things and then you have just like new people who are just like this is the right thing to do this is my first mmo so who do, whose heirs do we box first in an ethical fashion We need Destroy them all! Fair enough. All right. Do dope, fuck hope. Uh, do we have anything else? <laughs> um, we still need to watch Lord, no, Blood of Zeus. We need to watch um, Blood of Zeus. Well, Bacon needs to watch Blood of Zeus. You're not off the hook. And also, we need to um, play Cyberpunk 2077 and um, <laughs> rush out, rush out opinions of the game. As fast as humanly possible. Somebody, somebody's gonna have to send me that game. Oh. I play on PC. Send me that game. I will do the thing. I will somehow have opinions for three different games at the same time. Well, that's it. It's just so, three. It's fine. So if, while you're sending me the game, please send me snacks. Yeah. <laughs> please send me snacks. Send the snacks first. Send snacks first. Send then snacks. send. Send Cyberpunk. Snacks. When did this become the economy of I have to get my take out the quickest? Like when? When did that? Oh no, that's always been. It has. Been. It has. It has never not been. The, that's uh, the problem. Yeah, the thing is, this year there hasn't been the hype machine. The most the the most hyped game of the year has been Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, mostly um on the on the back of its own marketing campaign, but also because CG Project talks out of both sides of their mouth. So, they've been essentially riling up everybody for some reason through some manner of something and so it's now like it's got a lot of momentum and a lot of values being placed on this the game of the year not the game of the year but the game of the year so yeah so now people are desperate to tell us what they think of it because everyone's been really thirsty to play it anyway um yeah there's a so there's a couple different things happening like you know what Aaron was saying um the other the other part of it is that um we never evolved from the we never like got past the point where 
um, we must have new game. Like, like it's like it's a like it's a status symbol to have the new game. Um, um that's I, just something that's just. I have a I have a thought about that now that I realize that we've kind of, uh, in talking to people about you know like the value of Game Pass, it essentially rewards the person who knows how to shop digitally for video games. And in hearing so many people just kind of discredit it, I realize a lot of people don't know to shop for games so and it's for a lot of people there actually has been nothing out for them and it's hard for you to understand that because you shop for games and it's hard to understand that because we talk about games a lot of people here fans of the show us in our circle we shop for games and play video games um but i don't think that's as common as you think so i think there are a lot of people who are literally starving even though there's food in the supermarket they were starving because they didn't know the directions to the supermarket. So they're starving for Cyberpunk. With, I was literally told that Xbox doesn't have any games. Right. There are no games on Xbox. Right. And I'm just like, that is factually incorrect. Well, Xbox games are to be certified by PlayStation owners. That's the rule I was told. Um, a certified PlayStation owner can then appraise the um, game status of your Xbox game. Um, I've found also if you're playing games um, on a tablet, if you're streaming a game from somewhere else in the house to your device, that's not a real game. Um, if your game is not an exclusive, that's not a real game. If a game is part of a paid monthly subscription service, uh, that's not a game. But again, these because by that same count, um, Ubisoft streaming also doesn't count, which is how I am playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Right. And you are, in fact, not playing a real game. But I'm not playing a real game. I don't. Game. I don't know how to play. I don't know how to play games. Um, I think to the rest of the um, mess of the um, community, we look like you ever throw you ever throw an unplugged controller to a one year old, get him to stop reaching. We look like that. We're just pressing buttons, and there's nothing on the screen, and we're having a good time, and that's all that matters. But everyone else is just happy that we're not reaching and trying to pull stuff off the table, or snatch people's phones. That's how we look. I literally just spent two million because I didn't feel like farming. Right. <laughs> so, as long as you got that. Um, yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Right. So, um, people are very much starved for um, Cyberpunk 2077 um, because of, they haven't been able to play anything for months and months and months and months and months and months and months. So, but they have, which is why I'm confused. No, they haven't. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, a, I like j just the the wealth of games that I already own. Um, I think so. Over the the various sales that PlayStation has had, um, I picked up Ghost of Tsushima for like twenty bucks hey. and Final Fantasy VII remake for twenty bucks. Um, that price drops. I was so fast. And I knew it when I'm just like, I'm not going to pay full price for this, especially because it's not a live service. I can just play it at my leisure. I'll wait for that price drop. Um, okay. I was right about Final Fantasy VII, by the way. The, the the entire meta narrative of the game is a giant middle finger to everybody that wants to save Ares. Like, it is, it is the game is actively telling you to let go and fuck yourself. And I love it. Can't wait for part two. Can't wait. Yeah, so like, 
I also really like how, because at this point, I don't know, like, because I haven't played the game, but I've heard the narrative so many times. It's like reading the script for a movie repeatedly. So, like, I have, like, whole situations, like, like, I have, I have, like, I have narrative memorized in my head. Um, um, my favorite part is, is, like, that there that whole like idea of like let's force Eris and Cloud into like relationship, and the game's just like, no. The, <laughs> the I, I avoided all reviews for the Seven remake. I don't care about anyone else's opinions except my friends. The game actively hates people that stand this game. And I couldn't be happier. Like that makes me happy on such a cellular level that the game hates the people that made the game iconic because they didn't understand the point of the game in the first place. Anyway, I brought all that up to say, you don't gotta be starving for games. There's stuff out there. You can revisit old stuff. You don't have to, you don't have to be a hype beast. Games are not Jordans. You do not have to get the game the minute it comes out. Like Jordans, I get why people stand in line for Jordans because you don't know when that particular release is gonna come back. Also. Jordans are an investment. You can literally turn around and flip those for like three times as much. That's it. Right. Games are investment. Right. Like e even if you're not buying the Jordans to flip them and you're just buying them for your own personal collection or for your own personal use, you don't know when the, you don't know when the one when the red ones are coming back. You don't know when the miles ones are coming back, which by the way, the miles ones are never coming back. They're never coming back. I hope uh, no, I saw Phenom from Where's My 30 Acres got a pair, and I was like, you lucky son bitch. No, no those, so ones, those ones are, like, the next ones that they're going to do are going to be a different version. That version is, oh, that version is gone, like, whatsoever. Yes. They do not, they have never in any any stretch of anything re-released that kind of version. And if they ever did, it's always with tweaks. That, like, them shoes are gone you're just gonna have to wait for the next miles run which they'll probably do right because listen Wait, but which is to say yeah. you, you don't have to get it day one you don't gotta be starving you don't there's food on the plate eat what's on your plate he said as he bought the miles morales game day one because i'm sorry that was miles morales i knew exactly what okay. i was doing uh -uh. okay um like with stuff like that because like i'll do that too sometimes i will buy a game knowing that one i'm not gonna play it or two if i do play it it's not gonna be for like four years from now but the reason i will buy it is specifically so they get the day one support right. um because that stuff actually counts like there's like this thing that matters about it so like with the miles morales game there's like re there are specific reasons to buy that day one um to be like, hey, we want more games like this. We want more miles. We want more of this hair. We want we want more uh, black folks. We want like we want we want more of this. Um, no. And that, that like those are important messages to send. Uh, listen, and that is very noble, and I applaud that. Um, I was being selfish. I just wanted Miles Day One. I, I was not thinking about my fellow developer. I was not thinking about my fellow man and supporting black content. I was thinking I want to be Black Spider-Man. Uh, but I appreciate you putting that noble spin on my greed. Am I allowed to rant? Because we brought up Spider-Man. Yeah, you can rant. 
This is what this is literally what the okay. podcast is for. It is a rant cast. This is a this is closing closing thoughts, which rants is like in the small print in the lower left hand corner of the document. So it's fine. If I could put a text box right now, I well, I could. I just don't feel like it. It it would literally say rants. Closing statement. So I did read reviews for Miles Morales. Um, I'm not going to talk story spoilers. The story is really well done. Um, I talked about it with D Palm on the UD Pod, but I read reviews for the game. And these reviews were complaining that the game, quote, does not go far enough with its politics, unquote. Go to bed. They were upset that they were upset that the police were not viewed as an antagonistic force. Why would they? And that the game doesn't do enough to address racism and the black experience. There is a scene. In the beginning of the game, maybe about an hour and a half into the game, where Miles Morales is being walked down at gunpoint by the privatized police force of a corporation with his hands up saying, yo, I'm not the enemy, with people recording it, and the cop, the the privatized cops, the mercenaries, are yanking the phones out of people's hands. What did you... Did we all play the same game? Like, the, the villain... In Miles Morales, Spider-Man is literally gentrification. That's the villain. Like, the villain is gentrification. The plot is to gentrify Harlem. That That is the, the, the game. The bad guy in the game is gentrification. The sub-bad guy of the side quests is also gentrification. It's a white crime boss trying to put trying to commit crimes in Harlem to make the property value go down so we can come in and buy up all this property and bulldoze it and put his own stuff in. You know, yep. you know, the main bad guy is a corporation who sets up in Harlem under the guise of, I'm going to give these Negroes free power. No, I'm just using this to boost my own sales and drive the property value down and then build up my own corporation. He, it's Amazon. The bad guy is basically Amazon in Seattle. Um, yep. But well, you're going to tell me that the that. game doesn't go far enough i i don't think it's understood the amount of racial violence that is gentrification like i don't think it's universally understood the it, amount it of... really it really isn't do you like you all you all have heard my rants off air on air about amazon and have literally watched me online pleading with people about why amazon is trash <laughs> people don't get it people are like still like no, 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 it's fine i'm like it's really not fine <laughs> um and like of course like maybe people just don't understand the violence that it is and like you know of course people think when they think of seattle they're like but it's all white people it really isn't like it really isn't there's actually a lot of black and brown people here and like all getting shoved out all like completely uh the interesting part is is like COVID actually um kind of gave a little bit of a breathing room on that because um uh apartment costs are tanking which is finally happening um and Amazon literally can't bring more people in here like they're trying but um there's things like no folks need to stay at home 
and this is what quali- quantifies as a um uh this is what quantifies as an essential worker etc and yeah and like um homie homie from new york's over here saying like no like it, it hurts that people don't understand how much racial violence that is right they don't like, it uh, hurts yeah. um yeah and being from Brooklyn, so it it, it uh it did act, it it's one of those things where it was it was used as a cudgel before we realized it was a cudgel. Um. So yeah, it's um it's actually pretty big of them to centralize the villain of that. They're not even they're not, they're not um flinching. It's like that's the villain of the story. Then Justin, the villain, the villain literally says in the climax, "Who cares about a couple of busted up windows in Harlem?" Mm-hmm. but the game doesn't go far enough for this racial politic because you wanted to see the cops as bad guys which makes me realize that people they all get the practice from twitter like that that's what it is it's like oh the cops must be the bad guy could it be that what the game miles morales was trying to show you is that the cops behave as good people in the game because this is what we want our cops to behave as and the privatized police force behaves as cops actually behave and that's the bad guy. Like, they're walking around like stormtroopers. And it's like, yo, this is how the NYPD actually acts. That's what the game is trying to tell you. The, the cops in real life act like these jackbooted stormtroopers. We want cops to act like officer friendly. How do you not get that? Like, it, the, the game couldn't be more obvious if it didn't look at the camera and say message at the end of it. Like, it, these people all need a nap and they all need to go to bed. And I feel like I need a nap because I give this my energy. And I don't know why I give this my energy. I know what to expect when I read these things, but I do it to myself anyways. And I was like, how can you, how can you I'm, I'm not going to lie. That? Did we not have the same experience? And like, when I talk to other people about the game, no, go ahead. No, I'm not going to lie. Um, I get worked up the same way as soon as I start going down, um, going down uh, my branch of Twitter. Um, which usually involves like some sort of really terrible economic commentary that's actually not the problem that's happening. <laughs> Just like that's not happening. Um, but yeah, Twitter is basically Twitter, the internet. People are just like people are learning things from social media, which is fantastic. But instead of taking the things that they learn and like diving deeper. They're just le- taking a surface level knowledge and then doing what basically amounts to like clickbait que- tweets. We want to level. This website has broken all of our brains. Um. Like I, it, like I have now, like right now, Twitter for me is now um, a fashion report and <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen fashion report. <laughs> And uh, Lollafell glamour shots. <laughs> That's like, I had to like, I can't even go into K-pop Twitter. Actually, K-pop Twitter is a mess. I do not recommend K-pop Twitter. Please stay out. Fair enough. You know Red Velvet is in Trolls too. Yes. I don't... Also, there's a member of Red Velvet that doesn't exist to me. Who is Red oh, Velvet wow. for the okay. audience? I'll have to the story. Uh, so her name is Wendy, I guess. Um, and she's actually from um, Canada. 
but she does a black scent and whenever she's on variety shows does like this whole like um uh like black mockery kind of thing that just like drives me up the wall so like it gets pretty funny because I'm in one of my black k-pop groups they like literally like remove her from any of the promotional materials because the entire rest of the group is fine <laughs> so they're like look red velvet has a new thing and then there's, there's no wendy there <laughs> and it the, the, the frustrating of, yeah no 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 the the frustrating part about stuff like that is that like wendy is one who would know better like specifically would know better and does know better and continues to do this shit. Huh. So that's where there's like, cause there's, there's a lot, like, especially in K-pop, there's like a shit ton of um, just anti-blackness and um, can't think of the word culture theft. Can't think. What is it? Appropriation. Cultural appropriation. Thank you. Like, there's a ton of it. Not saying that there isn't any backwards because niggas get real problematic and like fetishy when it gets to Korean stuff too. Like, have seen, real scary. Um, but um, th there's times where it veers into like severely into cultural appropriation instead of like cultural exchange, and there's like no question on it. Like, it's like no, this is extremely offensive. And um, some have no clue. Not gonna lie, have no clue, or just don't have the cult like contextual understanding to understand why it has no clue. And most of the time, I don't actually put it on the idol. I actually put it on the label because the label has like almost complete control over the idol. Like idols don't get to live their own life or make their own decisions most of the time. They like they just really don't. That's not a thing. Um. Uh, in a lot of them there's like of course there's like some labels that actually have like allow their idols to have like more freedoms etc and they're ones that don't and especially when you get into like k-hip-hop or um like into some of the like the rappers in k-pop like it gets real bad and so like one i can't remember right now because this has happened like multiple times where like this one rapper was just like he decided to do dreadlocks it was it was either dreadlocks or braids. It was so ugly. They were so bad. It was the worst ever. And like folks were like, you know, the community's just like, we love you. Please don't. This is why. And then he decided to go and do uh Instagram on why it was okay for him to do so. And then there was a response to that. And then he did it again. And we're all just like, now you don't exist. I'm sorry. So being a K-pop fan is hard. I just really stick to Shonu right now. Yeah. He is so fine. It's not okay. I think you need to bring back the titty post. The yeah, titty post. A, I actually think it's been a month since I've seen the titty post. That, that's on, that's on well, you. You, you really... bump it occasionally. No, I don't bump it. I never what bump was it. That shit. Oh always... really? No, I never bump it. It gets bumped at least once a week. Yeah, people, that is amazing. Yeah, people just comment on it for funsies now. Like they literally just walk by. You know how people slap the top of a door when they're tall enough to do it. People just walk by the post yeah. and slap it. 
to keep it going. And when, did we, when did we decide as tall people that that was going to be our thing? Like, I don't know when I started. I just know that I can't stop. I don't think I, you know who, I don't understand why anyone wouldn't understand why you wouldn't want to dunk. Like you're just, it's, it, you're just dunking on the door because you can, because dunking is fun. And tiny people who would never dunk don't get that. It's fun to dunk, to even no, no, mimic no. a dunk. I, I actually got to live that experience and let got to let others like like people who are shorter than me live that experience because I actually used to live in an apartment that was like really anti-tall. You know on hobbit spaces? Little mushrooms? Uh we did call it a hobbit hole because it was underground. So it was basically I lived in a um I lived in a uh house that got turned into a um like that got turned into like two units. And so the second unit, which is what I was in, was downstairs. And it was like, it was literally the basement. And so they turned the basement into a whole unit. It was really nice looking. Um, and it was like disgustingly cheap. And I found out why it was disgustingly cheap because they were going to be selling the property so they could like get oodles of money. And they were, is let me tell you, that place was like the most forgiving place I've ever lived when it came to rent. Cause they're just like, mm, you have rent on the way. Okay, that's cool. Just making sure. <laughs> I didn't pay like people once. <laughs> so, uh, but like it was literally so like it was the absolute thank you duplex. It was literally the perfect height for me. So, Absolutely, so, like the door. The door was like my height. So then you're saying you experienced the joys of casually dunking. I could. I could. I could I could palm the ceiling. Yes. So now you understand the joys could, of domination. I could palm the ceiling. I did it all the time. Yes. And my favorite thing is, is that I was dating a guy at the time who was 6'3". Right. <laughs> and so he'd just be like. <laughs> uh, one of my exes uh, would like hit his head every time. The one I really didn't like, by the way, would hit his head almost every time he went to the bathroom. I mean, good for him. I just thought I'd need it. I would share that when you so you would get that little laugh. Right. Every every time he went to the bathroom, he smacked his head. It was great. Hey, so, <laughs> so that is the so that's why we slapped the that's why we slapped the slapped the um the door frame. It's yeah. So anybody anybody who came into that apartment would just be like, right. I can touch the ceiling. Right. <laughs> It's fun to dominate, really. It's um, it's fun to dominate. That's why we do it. And if you could, in fact, dominate, if you got a taste of domination and you understand how joyful it is to dominate, as Bacon just illustrated, that's why we slap the door frame. If there was a rim on the door, we would dunk every time we left the room. We'd find something to throw a nasty one-handed tomahawk on our way out that room every single fucking time. Um, also... Also in Arizona, in Tucson specifically. I should I should always specify Tucson because like Tucson and Southern Arizona have completely different like housing structures than like the rest of the state. So like in Arizona, like in Tucson, the the houses have like really high ceilings. Like super uh super high ceilings. Um but the hallways are always like super short. So like the halls hallways would be like like right here and then the, the the rest of the ceilings in the place would be really tall and that's to like create heat distribution because it's really hot there and hot air rises so they you want to give like any 
any additional heat that you build in your apart in your house, you want to go up. Huh. Um. So, yeah, and so I would just like every time I would walk into walk to the hallway, I'd just be like, bam. <laughs> So it's where I understand tall life, but I am not at all. That's fine. As long as you experience it, you understand why we do it. And that's that. I think it starts young because we have a little basketball rim on Jonathan's door. And when he walks in, he'll slam dunk, make sure he has his basketball. And when he goes to bed, he'll slam dunk before he goes to bed. Lock in it, it right. Every human being wants to dunk. The littles go so long without dunking, they don't understand. They forget. If you can dunk, on anything you will dunk on that thing because we're only human and limited we're all human and limited by our humanity and with that i'd like to uh thank you all for listening for our fantastic program thank you for being here justin thank you thank you for watching and chatting thank you for the people watching on twitch thank you for the live studio audience and remember guys everyone play shadow punk shadow punk you know what everyone plays shadow punk 2194 and um at about right and about maybe an hour into the game go on twitter and post a whole thread in review of the game the spirit of the season it's here the hype machine has the hype train is pulled into the station we don't need nuanced opinions so i want your least nuanced opinions everybody Go play Astrophysics 95 and go to town. I want maximum opinions. I want one tweet thread per hour about the entirety of the game. And when you are corrected, I want you to quadruple down on what you tweeted about that you know nothing about. And then insult that person. It's an ongoing developing story. But right now, everyone has their mission statement. Go forth. Be toxic. Thank you guys for listening. And, uh, Go forth and be toxic. Have a pleasant day. Go ahead, stand